So I have a confession to make, Anne. When the stay-at-home order was lifted in Santa Cruz County, which is not my county, I'm in Santa Clara County, I made an appointment to go get my hair cut with my hairdresser who lives in Santa Cruz County. (laughs) So I did leave my county to get my hair cut last June. So I am one of the people guilty of driving outside of my county for a service that I couldn't get here. And did you get a beautiful and did you get a beautiful haircut? I chopped my hair off. I think it was a little dramatic. Maybe <laughs> I was trying to I don't know what I was trying to do. I called it my summer haircut, but it's now lasted for a year. But yeah, I'm one of those people who traveled outside the confines of the area she was supposed to stay in in order to seek out a service that was not available to me within the confines of my county. And I know I wasn't the only one. No, you absolutely weren't. And it was it was the same for so many people in Ontario, people that were within Toronto that would leave uh, to the surrounding greater Toronto areas to to do Christmas shopping. Uh, there was, you know, large outlet malls outside of the city that had, that were, that were full. And I, I found it fascinating in the press conferences with senior politicians when they would be shocked, like, well, why would they go shopping? And it's like, it's human nature. And it, it took us until the fourth wave for us to actually stop it in terms of which obviously, if you're in a, a small municipality with very low COVID rates, you're annoyed because why? Why are my stores closed? I'm not living in you know evil Toronto, but still, it was crazy how people would would pass borders. And for me, being a Torontonian, I'm like, well, you know, you do what you got to do. But my my sister lives in Guelph, Ontario, a small uh, community. Well, not that small. Uh, it's a city north of Toronto, and she would say, oh you wouldn't believe the license plates we see in our area. And so the I think that was also a policy problem, which was, are we in a stay-at-home order? Are we in a lockdown? Are we in a shelter-in-place? There was all these different definitions that people just got so exhausted. Nobody knew what no. they were, though. What's the difference between a stay-at-home order and a lockdown and a shelter-in-place? Mm-hmm. People honestly did not know uh, what the differences were. I know that some counties here that had incredibly high rates of infection publicly stated that they wanted people to stay away, that if you were to cross into those, the border, which I can't even tell you what the border is from one county to another here. As far as I'm concerned, it's like crossing a street. I wouldn't have known. But they told people to stay away because because of their infection rates. They were like, don't come here. So I think that worked for on me in terms of behavior. We didn't. But I know they did things early on. Like when they didn't know what they were dealing with, they closed the beaches. You couldn't go to state parks or state beaches. And they were heavily patrolled and policed. So you knew there were visual reminders of where you couldn't couldn't be and I think the big difference is probably from the region I live in to where you are is that you can buy virtually anything and everything online we still have the same um, hoarding that went on 
where grocery store shelves were completely cleared out of supplies. But yeah, I know a lot of people who very surreptitiously went to other regions to seek out services and products that they they couldn't find nearby. Yeah, and, and in the case of Ontario, what was fascinating before Christmas was some of the big box stores were allowed to stay open and all of their aisles were allowed to stay open where other uh, jurisdictions, they would only allow you to go in to do, say, groceries. So I admit it, you know, you, you talk about your um, illicit haircut. Well, my my example was two weeks before Christmas, I did some, you know, midnight madness at our, our large Walmart nearby where I was going down all those aisles that were not food and throwing things willy-nilly into my cart that I knew would, you know, be the basis of a lot of our Christmas presents. And so that was my only option. I, I had to do that. And so uh, that was like, we were all, I didn't want to buy other things at Walmart necessarily, but there were so few options available to me. I felt really bad for the small retailers back in Ontario who were told that they weren't allowed to open. I thought that that was cruel and unusual punishment. And I just, I, 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 I had to wonder what the conversations were like around the boardroom tables in government when they were coming up with these policies because enforcing them and how like how they were going to enforce them what they were going to do to support the, those businesses who were going to suffer and continue to suffer terribly just again it it, it just felt like there were half it was half measure after half measure without any real thought as to the implications of these critical policy decisions critical to like people's livelihoods i'm not even thinking about the haircut i got i'm thinking about the hairdressers or the estheticians or the small shop that sells lovely books or plants or you know uh, locally designed clothing and jewelry right how, how are they to survive this and something that will be interesting to see now moving forward too when you compare the the Canadian American experience is envy. So now what has started to happen for us is our 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 summer of 2021 in Canada will not look like the American summer of 2021. The movie theaters are not going to be open. Stores will be at lower capacity. Rest we still don't really know what's going to happen with restaurants. We certainly aren't going to have large concert and sports venues open. And in the States, where you are, in California, they're they're kind of, the, the masks are being ripped off and you're out enjoying life. And so that is going to be an interesting one for us as Canadians, where sometimes we have our, when this could be another podcast episode, the, the chip on the shoulder that many Canadians have related to, you know, their large southerly neighbor, but envy, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out over this these summer months as well, as we're doing well on vaccinations, but still, it's not we're not going to have the same summer as south of the border. Well, Anne, that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you all join us next time on Civic Talk. 